Welcome everybody. This is another, I was going to say ears to hear podcast, but it's <laughs> no, not. It's not one of those. <laughs> it's a Founded on Christ podcast. Yep. Um, if any of you want to participate, give us topics or even send in your own testimonies, you can at foundedonchristpodcast at gmail.com. Um, today, um, we've got me, Colleen. We've got Curtis. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we've got Amanda. Hi. And we've got Guy. We've got, another, we've got another group session on our hands today. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to start it out a little different, so I gave Curtis the, <laughs> the I, I beginning got, off. I got the night off. <laughs> <laughs> Until he needs to talk. Yep. Yep, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we are going to actually hand it off to Guy so that he can kind of tell us what we're going to talk talk about tonight. So, Okay, so I'll start off with a bit of preamble. I, I'm really into learning. I like to learn. And so years ago, I decided I was going to pray and ask the Lord to teach me. And, you know, sometimes you got to be careful um, sometimes you got to be careful what you ask because the Lord will lead you. And you <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you sometimes got to be open-minded because you never know where the Lord will lead you. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. In fact, I listen to so many that I've started to listen to them at three or four times speed. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Recently I've, <laughs> I've moved more of them to four times speed. Yeah, a lot of times when I hear his uh, earphones or whatever going, I can hear the. I'm like, how do you even? <laughs> how can you even tell what they're saying? I'm I'm just a pad of one. I think <laughs> I, I go up to one point with speed a lot of mine, but I haven't I haven't gotten farther than that yet. Yeah, <laughs> I've always looked back at my patriarchal blessing because my patriarchal blessing, one of the things it said is it said I had a fourfold mission. And the first of these fourfold missions was to learn everything I can. And then later on, it says, because of all that I've learned, I'd be able to help others the way nobody else would. So, yeah, I mean, I always, maybe that's an ability the Lord gave me is to take in a lot of information quite quickly. But anyway, over the years, the Lord has really led me down a lot of different paths and different things sometimes i know there's been times when i've been just kind of going along at work i mean i do a lot of physical work so here my body is working and moving and i've always found it almost like meditation when my body is busy my mind is clearer and freer and stuff like that and there's been so many times when i've been just going about my business working and and something I'm hearing in the podcast just kind of, it's almost like a, a light bulb or maybe a sun explodes in my mind. And it's like, it's like, yes. Just struck your brain. Lightning just struck my brain. <laughs> yep. It's almost like my mind is enlightened over some some little thing somebody says on some podcast. And, and then the spirit comes in and starts 
leading me down different paths and pondering on this one thing somebody said. And it could be a half hour, maybe an hour later. And I am just pondering on all this stuff that's coming into my mind. And then I realized that I haven't even been paying attention to anything that's been said on the podcast for <laughs> the last hour, you know? I've had that happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, one time I was, it was kind of like this. I was sitting and listening and had this one guest on one of the podcasts I was listening to. And he came on and he was talking about kind of these affirmations type things, things to say over and over again. And these three sentences he said to say over and over again. And these were, I know who I am. I know what I am. I know how I serve. And the way he put it is like, um, each of us has, there's part of us that does know these things. There's part of us that does know who we are, that does know what we are, does know how we serve or why we're here. And he says, when we're, <coughs> we're doing these affirmations, we're kind of calling down that, that part of ourselves and, and attuning with that part of us that does know these things. And over the years, it's really become something that I don't think we understand a lot. And so kind of what I brought up originally was the whole thing about this This first one is I know who I am. I mean, how how many of us actually can say I know who I am? I mean, who are we? Where'd we come from? Stuff like that. But over the years, as I looked into this, this guest that was on that one time and going further in, basically I've come to realize, and the Lord has taught me, some of what I consider answers to those questions. The, I know who I am, I know what I am, and I know how I serve. And what the Lord's taught me is, as to I know who I am, so basically, who are we? I am an eternal being of light. I have always existed and I will always exist in some form or another. What I know what I am, that one. I'm a child. I'm a son of heavenly parents. And it's kind of hard to really understand exactly what that means. I mean, how exactly did we get to that point where we were good enough for the creme de la creme, I guess, to where we qualified to become children of heavenly parents like we are? And then I know how I serve. I mean, each and every one of us is here for a reason. I mean, the overall reason for all of us is we're here to choose, right? We have the either the path of ascension. Are we taking the path of ascension and ascending and up and becoming like our heavenly parents? 
Or there's the path of descension. If you choose the other side, you choose pride and power and and all those things, you kind of take the path of descension and, and go down. And that's really what we're here for, is we're here to choose one way or the other. I mean, you could be in the in the holding pattern right in the middle for a long time, probably, before you make a decision one way or another. But eventually, we're here to choose. Are we going to choose the light? Are we going to choose the darkness? And so that's kind of what I, what I came up with. It's like, I mean, who are we in the grand scheme of things? You know, like I said, for me, I am eternal being, an eternal being of light that's always existed. The same with everybody. If I can say that for myself, if I can say I'm an eternal being of light who has always existed and will always exist, that's the same for everybody. If I can say I know what I am and knowing that I am a child of heavenly parents, and that's the same for everybody. It doesn't matter what you may look like. It doesn't matter where you might be, where you live, what country, anything like that. Anybody on this earth can say the same thing. Even before we were created as spirit children of our heavenly parents, we existed. And we existed, as it says in the scriptures, as intelligence. Mm -hmm. We really don't know much about... You know about intelligence we know that we were intelligence and in the scriptures in the doctrine and covenants the lord says that intelligence is synonymous with light and, tr and truth um i think i actually have that scripture for amanda to read somewhere in there d and c what was it, 28 and 29? Sure. And he that keepeth his commandments receiveth truth and light until he is glorified in the truth and knoweth all things. Man was also in the beginning with God intelligence, or the light of truth was not created or made, neither indeed can be. All truth is independent in that sphere in which God has placed it to act for itself as all intelligence also. Otherwise, there is no existence. So we learned there a little bit more about intelligence. And 36 is, the glory of God is intelligence, or in other words, light and truth. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he's saying those three words are synonymous, right? Intelligence, light, and truth. So over the years, I've kind of come to the, I guess, analogy, or I don't know, of thinking of intelligence as kind of like a self-aware spark of light, maybe. Yeah. And... I mean, there's... And maybe to go with what you said there, uh, like that kind of jives the self like a, a spark of light. What she was reading there, I don't think I've ever thought about it before, but it's, you know, the glory of God is 
intelligence, right? Is mm-hmm. is light and truth. So, what makes God so special from everything that's out there in the cosmos is the amount of light and intelligence that He has, and basically the amount of what we have. So we were analogous with Heavenly Father in that way, but it's, I thought that was interesting. There in the scriptures, it's pointing to the fact that the intelligence, the thing that we came from, is what his glory is. It's just Mm -hmm. the amount Mm -hmm. of it. And I've kind of, over the years and times when my mind has been enlightened and stuff like that, I've come to kind of ponder about it and kind of come along the lines of thinking that, like I said, we're, Intelligence is a self-aware spark of light that is called forth from our heavenly parents and given a chance to grow. And then we're placed, we're given bodies of spirit. And I've kind of pondered over the years that, is that maybe just so that this spark of light can have a container to grow in? I mean, the spark of light is given a spirit body hmm. and you know given chances and ex- and experience and and taught and you know it grows brighter the more it learns the more it grows it grows brighter and brighter and i've always kind of come to think of our spirit body as almost a container that allows the growth of that light, mm-hmm. if if you take what I mean, but um, yeah, and vessels, vessels, yeah, and we get to the point where our our light has grown so much that now we get a chance to test whether we'll what we'll do, and we're come down and and kind of shrouded in bigger bodies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could it be that? that gives that light even more, even greater range to grow within these bodies, or maybe these bodies work as a veil to keep, to keep that light. I don't know. Right now that's just speculation, <laughs> but I don't Thinking know. It's just loud. kind of interesting, interesting to think of mm-hmm. that the intelligence we once were was clothed in a spirit body and given time and yeah. Then we were also we, our spirit bodies were, then clothed in these physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess to your point, like these bodies, we we condescended, right? We we mm-hmm. gave up light and grace and intelligence, in part by the veil, to take up these bodies. We knew that we were coming down to a lower state of being. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, we were acquiring more by doing it. And that's how, that is the nature of how the gods ascend, right? Christ had to descend below all things before he could rise and become uh, capable of receiving his coronation, you know, at Adam on Diamond and become the father for the next round. Uh, it's the same thing for us. We had to condescend what light and intelligence we had gained by being a spiritual being. We, had, we were on the upward progression path when Heavenly Father clothed our intelligence into a spirit body. And so now we reached the point where we needed to progress farther. We needed to descend, get this body, 
and then when the time is right, we'll be given a, a higher, uh, higher body, I guess you could say, that will clothe our spirits the way our spirits clothed our intelligences and help it grow and, and, and whatnot. But yes, like you said, we're, we may be a little muffled right now, but it definitely is what we're looking forward to being. But I think we're definitely here to gain further light and truth. Yes. Yeah. To take for, to add upon whatever we had before and to get us to the next level. Yes. And then when we're at that next level, then we'll have an opportunity to add even more light and truth on top of that until eventually we get to the point where Christ is and then where Father is and or Mother. Say, it doesn't stop at Christ. You just keep going. Yep. Even after that stage. The eternal progression. Yeah. Of course, we talk about it being like Christ and Father, but there's also the matriarchal thing where there's also daughters and and mother, Heavenly Mother and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So we all have have our ways of ascending. And there are a few people who have talked about being shown um, the clothing of our intelligence in spirit bodies. And I'd like to at least start off by reading one of those accounts. Uh, this one is pretty um, popular version. Well, this is the original version of a popular vision mm -hmm. that yes. has been circulating for the last hundred some odd years. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, this is a vision that was given to Mosiah Hancock in the early 1900s. Um, this one is the less corrupted and yeah, changed one. This there's there's a couple different versions. This version is directly from Mosiah Hancock's uh, autobiography. But there is another version out there that was taken from this and added a lot yeah. <laughs> of different things that the person, I can't remember his name, but the person who added all this stuff was very pro-polygamy pro and very pro-men. Uh, yes, <laughs> but he was misogynistic. Yes, he was, he was misogynistic. And he was very pro-endorsing polygamy. And so a little plug for following things all the way to their source. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because when and you go to his yes. actual version from his autobiography, it's, it's interesting how different. much different it is. <laughs> I mean, it's there's subtle differences, but there's also, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like so, the Bible. It's a little microcosm of the Bible. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast that yeah. maybe one day we'll do <laughs> comparing the original version to the other version. Yeah, that'd be an interesting It's one. like the other version is what, like three or four times bigger than the original version. Yes, yeah. and ridiculous. And very pro-polygamy and very pro-men. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Um, but this one's from his autobiography. Starting off the section, he says, I shall now return to Payson. About the time I was one and twenty years of age. I know not whether to call it a dream or a vision. Some have classed it a dream. I do not expect to give a full 
For me, it is sacred beyond expression, especially some things I have no power to describe in words or to express in writing. Methought I was taken away somewhere to owe such a glorious realm. I saw he whom at the time we reverently spoke of as the great eternal. I have, I, I there saw the Savior, and call, calling me by name, he said, Mosiah, I have brought you here that you may know how it was before you went to yonder earth. Thinks I, what earth? For it seemed to me that I had no knowledge of an earth. He said, as it is written in the beginning, God created man, male and female created he them. And know you that no man is man without female, and that is that in the Lord. And no female is female without the male, and that in the Lord. I shall not attempt to tell you how they were formed. Suffice to say, they were created in pairs, the male and his female. As they came up to the throne of the great eternal, the mothers seemed to name the females, and all the respect they seemed to entertain for each other as they marched forth. The right elbow of the female seemed to touch the left elbow of the male. I should judge the males generally to be about six feet two inches in height, the females some three or four inches less. Their forms seemed as perfect as a newborn infant with no interference. They marched forth clothed in robes of a light color, tied in front. They were instructed in everything that could be imagined, the finest oratory and everything in literary turn, including astronomy, trigonometry, surveying, and the use of most delicate machinery. The females were taught to weave, to knit, to sew, and to work in everything in their departments. Oh, the music of those spheres. I seem inadequate to touch upon the least of those accomplishments of the heavenly characters. Yet they were so orderly and harmonious that it seemed as if I could hear a pin drop. I saw some who became more efficient in science or other knowledge, and they were advanced from class to class. It seemed as if the female always kept up with her companion, for they were always together. For I never saw one fall behind. Even those who had been placed to overlook the classes were always together, the males overlooking the males and the females overlooking the females. I even had a companion with me that needed no prompting. It seemed that I had been with the Savior so long, it seemed that I wore the same vesture as him. All at once a heavenly voice seemed to reverberate as it were through the immensity of space and said, Hear ye all, O my children, we have a world for you on which you can dwell, and you can have the chance on coming up as we have come up. We then gathered together a council to devise a means of redemption, should it be needed. One arose, whom I had always looked upon as the Savior, and said that he would go down and lay before the children of men the gospel, that they might have the chance to attain the glory, as the gods have done, by the obedience to the divine plan of life. Then I saw another who supposed this plan to be superior to the plan of the first, for he said that he would save all, only that he wanted the glory. I saw that he and, and his plans were not accepted, so there was considerable commotion. 
At last I saw, as it were, a platform extended where the contests could be decided. I was indignant at the opposition as we fought with our opponents. The one called Levi came, became my father, and the one called Clarissa was my mother here on earth. My father seemed a savior as he strove to bring me up in the admonition of the Lord, and blessed be the name of my parents. Clarissa became my mother, and she certainly did a Christian duty upon me. But there are others who have no right with me or mine, that I cheerfully leave in the hands of one that I know doeth all things well. Although I have been weak at times, I trust that I can be worth of glory hereafter. So anywhere, anyway, there some interesting things. It talks about how when those when we were brought forth as and given spirit bodies, that we were created in pairs. Male and female. Male and if basically, yeah, male and female. Which I have always, like, that's, when you learn that, when I first heard it, it resonated with me because you see how Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother then are a pair, right? And how we are as, you know, brothers and sisters, we come together and we get married and we become a pair. We are completing that duo. It's, it's the yin and yang. It's the, the opposite and equal making the whole together. So it makes sense to me that we were created that way. And then in order to fully ascend, we need to return that way to have someone be our counterbalance. Yeah. We've also got another account um, of intelligences and in us being created. And um, we'll put the link to this blog um, down below, but it's the Pure Revelations blog. Mm -hmm. And um, he has <coughs> gone to the Savior and he asked, who am I and where did I come from? And I think we all need to do that, you know sometime in our life, like Guy was saying earlier, when he started, you know, he's gone in and he's asked those questions and he's received some of the answers that he's <clears throat> needed for himself. And um, so we need to remember that what we hear, um, we always need to take to the Lord so that um, we can know the truth for ourselves, whether, you know, whether it's true or false mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, but this is, this also kind of goes with Mosiah Hancock's. Um, and it says, I then asked about the creation of our spirits. Is there intimacy involved in this case? No, I saw the father and mother stand together beyond the firmament and invite the intelligence to come forth. Depending on how they react, they are organized male and female into spirit tabernacles. I asked the Lord if they come forth as babies and was shown that just as all things are created from thought, 
so too are these spirit children born into perfectly formed adult bodies, male and female. They come forth innocent, without knowledge. They have their own unique bodies and are clothed in white. They smile and express emotion, but know nothing like a newborn baby. Immediately, they are escorted to where they can begin their training, beginning with their virtu- the virtues of hope and faith. I imagine there is a process of learning basic things, but I didn't see that. Mother and father spend much time while they visit their children in this paradise located on the world, which is which will be their home. They are to do all these things through the patriarchal priesthood. So that kind of goes along a little bit more information with that. I like one of the things that uh, I was thinking about as you were reading that, how much agency is involved in all of these processes. I mean, we're all you know, supremely aware of the fact that we chose to come down here, but there's an implication there that even as intelligences, we were given the opportunity to do something bigger, you know, to take a leap of faith, even at the very beginning stage, right, of our first interaction Mm -hmm. with our heavenly parents, we are exercising faith to come forth and to make something better of ourselves by our own free will and choice of doing so. And we come forward together, you know, and we do that. And that illustrates the fact that kind of going back to what guy was saying, who we are, what we are and how we serve. We've chosen to come along the path, every step of the path, which means there's something inside of us that's drawn to this higher light that's drawn to the challenge of whatever it may be the willingness to step out into the unknown and to make something better of ourselves that's that's inherent in who we are because we wouldn't have been here otherwise yeah years ago sorry i don't have a reference on this but years ago i was reading a book and it was talking a lot about intelligence and I remember them talking about this thing where where the intelligences are called forth and he said um, the images I got in my mind of, of really what stuck with me I can't really remember the words he said but he talked about Heavenly Father and Mother going to the edge of this vast sea of I guess intelligence and it talked about him calling forth and saying to these intelligence, who among you wants to progress and become as we are? And then after a while, these, this cloud of light started moving forward and coming towards them. And depend, I mean, there's all sorts of intelligence. I think it talks about in the scriptures about how there's intelligence to be act to act and to be acted upon. And the ones that become the creme de la creme of intelligence are the ones that eventually become given the chance to become spirit children. But they're also intelligence at all different levels that come forth and depending on 
how far they want to progress, they're sorted into things. Everything around us has intelligence. I mean, this couch could mm-hmm. has intelligence, right? The earth, yeah. the trees, the flowers, everything has intelligence of one level or another. Yeah. And they're all happy with what they've chosen, the level of progression they've chosen at this point. Yeah. But those of us that have become sons and daughters of heavenly parents were the best, the the best among those that act mm-hmm. and were given the chance to act, even though I think too many of us, now that we've come to a world where we forget, we, uh, we try to revert back to being acted upon a little too much. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know we're, it's a little off topic, but it's perfect topic for the podcast. The fact that that aspect is still in play now, mm-hmm. currently. We are in it live. Do you want to progress? Mm-hmm. Do you want higher light and knowledge? Well, you have to go and act. You have to go to Heavenly Father. You have to go to Christ. You have to ask them what's the next step. And, For, or you can sit back and wait and hope it comes to you. But as you see, like as we're talking about, that has not been the case throughout all eternity of our progression. Why do we think it would be so now? Why do we wait for somebody to tell us what to do? Why aren't we actively searching for it? Yeah, I've I've been in the I've been a Sunday school teacher for most of my adult life. That's if I I was in it then maybe got out for a minute and then they put me right back. But I've been kind a, of like um our dad. He was <laughs> he was a Sunday school teacher for all of his all, children. Yeah, like for all of us children growing up and everything. And even after he passed away, there were people that you know still said, "Yeah, still made comments." Like I remember when he was, <laughs> yeah. he was the Sunday school teacher, and you know, and it's he was such a good teacher. Guy. Yeah, it's so it's DNA. just it's just in, in your DNA. <laughs> I'm just saying that one thing. As I'm trying to develop and become a better teacher, one thing that I remember was a talk by Elder Bednar. And one thing that stuck out to me the most was along these lines as he was talking to, um, giving a talk, and he talked about those that act and those that are acted upon even now. And he said, the classroom is like that. You can walk into a classroom and there are those that act and there are those that want to be acted upon Mm -hmm. you go in there you see somebody you know they're sitting forward in their chair and they're looking at you and you know you can tell they're there to to be active and participate and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and at the same time you have other people that you know they're leaning back in their chair you know their arms folded you know legs crossed and you can tell they're basically daring you it's like hey teach me you know i dare you they have their you chairs know? up against the wall you know their feet kind of up in mm-hmm. the air like kids you know like teenagers do the boys they sit yeah. in the back of the classroom like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, i mean it's along the same lines even in in teaching and learning you have those who yeah very much want to learn very much want to progress but you also have those who are you know resistant mm-hmm. And, you know, 
daring you to teach them something. Yeah, I know. Yep. Show me what you can do. <laughs> Lay your spiritual pearls out on the table. Then I'll decide if I want to pick one up. <laughs> I mean, who's going to learn in that situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've all, I mean, we've all been through phases, right? I, I haven't gone through every gospel discussion I've gone to eager and ready. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes, you know, you're just waiting to hear what's being said. But I think the, what you're, what you're hitting at is the overall mm-hmm. gist of who we are, right? Because, <clears throat> Yeah, obviously there's there's immense there's times where you just need to sit back and listen. That's fine, but as in general, are we seeking to act or, or are we waiting to for someone to push? You know, I mean, I'm sure even in this audience, this people listening to the podcast, you have both those who are acting and those who are wanting to be acted upon. Yeah, I mean, Guaranteed. that's kind of the nature how it goes, right? Yep. Um, and you can change any time you want. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it is completely up to you. <laughs> yeah. um, I have another little portion <clears throat> that was kind of continued from this last thing that I said. But he also talks about <clears throat> he's with the Lord and he asks him some more questions. And... Um, He says, the Lord said that all things are created spiritually before they are created physically. He said that this is the beginning of creation. He said that when God the Father creates the spirit children, they come forth as male and female, like twins, and then, just like children, must be taught all things. At the same time, the children are given tabernacles in the image of God. The world and animals are also created. These abide in a spiritual realm in a different dimension than the celestial we see. These children are taught by the spirit of the Lord, or the virtue angels, and like Adam and Eve in the garden, are given much knowledge to prepare them. God the Father and the Only Begotten spend time with them to teach and prepare. It is a beautiful experience but they do not comprehend the experience of mortality. And when it is time, they can come forth and have bodies. Mm -hmm. So I like that, that when we're created or of course created male and female, but each of us has a twin out there somewhere, a spirit twin. And if you opposite sex, yeah, Yeah. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, um, I find it interesting, you know, we all have a twin out there, but, you know, my twin would, of course, be female. Maybe her name is Gal. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> Guy yeah. and Gal? I would. Oh, that'd be perfect irony. Or is know, it right? just faded in the stars? <laughs> the thing is, he also says that most people, um, most of the people that are created, male and female, they don't end up together. Like yeah. they don't end up as eternal companions. Well, yeah. Would you want to be with someone who's exactly <laughs> like you in every single way? Yeah. I mean, according to Mosiah Hancock, they progress at exactly the same. Not neither of them is falling behind yeah. from the other one. You progress. You're basically pretty much the same person, only <laughs> different gender. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you're about to go somewhere, but I just to insert in here, I like that we have two completely separate sources 
giving this account of how this happens. And that's something that I look for. And and the more diverse and the more separated they are, the better. (laughs) (laughs) Because it shows that there's some amount of truth that someone got from a completely different angle. And so, yeah, as I've mentioned before, I'm not afraid of information anymore. And my, my search for truth uh, takes me many different places, but I find that the the truth gets witnessed independently in different places, even if people don't fully understand what it is that they're witnessing of sometimes. But yeah. I think from another source, or maybe it's this source too, but he talks about how the intelligence as it is, it's whole, it's complete. But when, when we're created male and female, that original intelligence is actually split and half becomes male, half becomes female. So not only are they brought forth as spirit twins, but they're literally half of a whole, right? Mm-hmm. You mean we are not made from Adam's rib? No, you're us not. women? <laughs> no, you're not. Even spiritually? Come on. But I find it interesting that the scriptures talk about how a man is not with out a woman and a woman is not without a man in the Lord yeah. because together a man and a woman are complete. They yeah. are whole because the original intelligence was split between a male and female when they're created as spirits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, take that for what it is, a grain of salt, but I mean, you could just take that scripture literally at its word mm-hmm. to be the Lord. Either is the man without the woman or the woman without the man. Yeah. You need to eventually go through all, go through your life and stuff like that and find your other half, literally, to become whole, to become or work your way up to become God. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And here I thought, well, when we started talking about this, I had gone in, let's let's talk about creation because guy was like, let's talk about intelligence and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, intelligence creation. And well, my original <laughs> thought was, who are we? Let's learn who we well, are. You say creation. Yeah. And I think creation of the world, not creation of intelligence. Well, the creation, creation of the world us. is pretty cool too. And it, well, and it's wonderful. and as beautiful as this world is. The nature of it still isn't as great as one child of God. And so it's interesting. I think a lot of us would listen to what we've just talked about and say, Oh, look, we were created spiritually and then physically just like, you know, after the pattern of the world. Mm -hmm. Well, no, actually I would say the pattern of the world is created after the same way that the gods are created. Yeah. And that's because that is the nature of it. All things are patterned after that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the worlds don't get created until after the intelligence. <laughs> the gods have to be there to <laughs> yeah. make it, right? Like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Come yeah. on. Yep. There was no beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. But. Well, anything else someone wants to bring up before, I guess? I think we're kind of... We're, um, yeah, we're slowing down. I think down. we've gone to a good stopping point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Well, I think I'll, I'll start out then. Okay. Um, so 
we've given, hopefully, <laughs> I'm hoping, we've given everybody some things to think about and to consider. Go to, go to the Lord yeah. while you're thinking about it. Exactly. And uh, from my experience, I mean, and some of the things we've given, you may go, oh, that's interesting. And especially, well, who's saying that? And how did they have those experiences? And I guess a shout out to uh, PR, who is... Who's the Pure Revelations, the one that yeah, we read. We always is, call him PR. He's anonymous. He, he doesn't put his name out there. That's his decision, but he does. Uh, he has put out information. He is a member of the church, and he has experienced visions. He's he's had some spiritual experiences that he has felt. Well, he's he's basically been commanded by the the Savior to put those out for people to use as a resource of learning. Uh, all of these ideas, all these different sources, where these things came from. It's a lot of stuff to parse through, and uh, hopefully there's enough a question or enough truth there, enough curiosity that's something that you can take for the Lord and get confirmation uh, from Him on whether or not those things are worth your time, whether or not those things are true. Um, from my experience, though, most people who get super uncomfortable, they, they back off and they can't they can't open their heart or their mind to it because of fear or... Or it's going against... Tradition. Yeah, tradition. Yep. And and I understand that. And if that's the route you need to go, but I would encourage or at least admonish to you to try to open your heart to the idea and trust in the Lord to uh, right the ship if it's wrong or to tell you to continue down the path if it's right. And, uh, and to the... The nature of the topic, um, I remember being in a in a twelve step program. I'd gone through a few different ones, and, and each twelve step program has a different way of interpreting the twelve steps. But uh, in one of them, a man uh, he was he was talking about one of the steps, and one of the, this step you know gets interpreted a couple different ways, but one interpretation was to understand or to really have recovery, you would need to understand who Heavenly Father is. And he made the point that he is constantly rediscovering as he searches uh, depth to his understanding of who Heavenly Father is. And so this topic, the more we rediscover who we are, it gives us power and strength in our own lives. And so understanding where we came from, why we did it, and how that's applicable to our situation now can actually be empowering to us as disciples of Christ and sons and daughters of God to continue down that path. And with that, I will say to seek his face continually. And in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I guess I'll go and then Guy can <laughs> finish since he <laughs> yep. pretty much started. <clears throat> but um, I know that this thought came to me a little while ago that, you know, if you think about it, we are already existing in our own eternal destiny. Like we're in the midst of it right now. Like, however long you were you <laughs> lived before and um our destination you know after i mean we're there we are in our own individual 
eternities at this moment because we don't, we don't end. And so, um, I'm just grateful for the intelligence that I continue to get the knowledge that, um, we are forever. There's no beginning. There's no end. And continue to ask those who listen to these podcasts. I know that eventually we'll get into some other topics that might not sit well with people, but we would ask that you always go to the Lord and receive your own answers. And if it's to continue (laughs) to listen to us and kind of do your own research, then that's fantastic. And if it's to be like, Oh, well, no, they're not for me. I don't get them. (laughs) Then, you know, go ahead and make your own decisions. Um, but, but please just don't leave asking the Lord because he is the most important part of this life. So I would say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I guess since I started it, I should bring it around full circle, right? Yeah. Um, so over the years, after I've gone through this and, and started to understand who I am and what I am and how I serve, you know, I still sometimes also say that to myself, you know, over and over in my head in a loop. And it's just become brought more and more light to my mind and helped me to be taught further and to actually get to the point where I can say, I can say very truthfully that I do know who I am. I do know what I am. I do know how I serve. I mean, maybe not specifics about how I serve, why exactly I'm here. There's still some question about what exactly my mission is, but for overall, I do know how I serve. And at the same time, I I don't even know who you are necessarily, but I can say that if I can say that about myself, I can say that about you, that I know who you are. I know what you are. I know how you serve. How much different would this world be if everybody could say that? Everybody could realize that we are eternal beings of light. We've always existed. We will always exist. We are children of loving Heavenly Parents. And they have given us this opportunity to come down on this earth in order to learn and to grow and to choose and hopefully to find the path of ascension in order to come and become more like them. 
not become and, more like them, but become them. Well, we'll eventually. never eventually. We'll never like become them because they're going to be that much further ahead of us. Yes, but, but as, <clears throat> as they are now, we can become them, and so on and so forth. Yeah. How much better would the world be if people could say those things and actually understand them? How much less conflict would there be? I know for me, understanding that I am amazing. You guys are amazing. All the people listening are absolutely amazing if they truly understand who they are. When the, in the Doctrine and Covenants, when the Lord says that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God, he actually means it. How great would life be if more people understood that? I'm sure that's the point where the Zion societies that they've had in the world, I think they completely understood that. The city of Enoch, the city of Salem, who knows how if there may have been other Zion societies that got to that point and were lifted up. They understood exactly who they were and their place in this world. And who they belong to. And hopefully, eventually, we'll get to that point as well. I know we're preparing to become a millennial society, which is the same. And between now and then, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are going to happen to help awaken us and to truly understand those things. I just want to say those things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Amen.